BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, get 10% off. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. I want you to picture this. Canada. Mexico, 
pick your country. They decide they really like doing business in the United States of America. Let's go with Mexico. They move a lot of their businessmen in the United States of America. And there's, you know, for a while, it's, shoot, it's not a bad deal. They're spending some money here. We got some jobs, got some commerce. It's working out well. It's not bad, right? And then they start hiring a lot, a lot of Americans and not really paying them anything. Okay, that's a little weird. And then they keep moving more and more and more and more people into our country, which I guess, frankly, I probably should have used a different country than Mexico. It's <laughs> quick, Chris. And sooner or later, you're looking around and everybody, man, there are a lot of really wealthy, powerful Mexicans here. Okay, not the end of the world. And now they're moving Mexican farmers in here and they're buying up American farms. Okay, well, that's concerning. It's not a big deal. Soon, they're buying our politicians outright, right in your face. They own our politicians. This, this mayor, the mayor of Houston, he's, uh, well, he works for the Mexican government. Everybody knows it. The governor of New York works for the Mexican government. Everybody knows it. Okay, well, this is getting a little concerning. It really seems like Mexico's. gosh, it seems like they're just moving in. Then Mexico does move in. Mexico just declares, okay, you know what? Actually, this is ours now. We, we, we really like it here. We are, we're going to stay. Okay, uh, that's... Kind of a big deal is nobody nobody's going to do anything. And then Mexico says, well, yeah, not only are we here to stay, we need to do some things really with your country. Uh, they're not going to teach English anymore here. No more English in America, please. And we're just going to speak uh, Spanish from now on. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and I'll murder you if you don't do it. Gather every single history book about United States history. Go ahead and bring that down to the government office. We're going to go ahead and burn all those. Oh, Statue of Liberty. Yikes. That's got to go. White House. Yeah, we're going to tear that down. I think we'll go ahead and dynamite Mount Rushmore. I think we'll... Take anybody who challenges us and pull their fingernails out before we murder them. That ridiculous scenario I just brought up, people in Korea lived that. Do you want to know why we have a North Korea problem today? Do you want to know why there's even such a thing as North Korea today? It's Japan's fault. (laughs) It's Japan's fault. You see, late 1800s, Japan starts moving into Korea. By 1910-ish, Japan is the power, the power in Korea. And Japan decides, Korea? I don't even know what you're talking about. This is part of Japan. And that may sound ridiculous, and there's so much history there, 
but it's also the truth. They banned the teaching of the Korean language. They started banning Korean names. They went so far as to wipe out and burn down forests of Korean trees and replant Japanese trees. They took that country and decided it was going to be Japanese. It was going to be part of Japan. And there is so much that goes into this. But if I may slightly defend Japan, although it's not really a defense because, look, it was barbaric. And it was barbaric. Remember this. When we talk about that era of Japan, this is, you know, pre-World War I era. Well, I mean, all the way through World War II, it all applies. Japan was brutal and severe because that was their history, was brutal and severe. I did not bring it up intentionally on Memorial Day, but remember we were talking about Iwo Jima on Memorial Day? Do you know they got a hold of a couple of our guys on Iwo Jima? And the reason I didn't bring it up on Memorial Day is it was horrific and it was it was to honor the fallen and I just didn't want to go into it. It was, it was too much, but they took one of our guys into one of those underground caves and for three days, three days, they tortured him unbelievably. They cut out his eyes, his ears. He broke his arms, genitals gone, broke his teeth, pulled out his fingernail. I mean, sadistic. Sadi- and what, what for? This is not a guy who was going to give them information. Then they used him for bayonet practice, which they often did with our captured guys. And again, this was not, this was not an interrogation. This was how they conducted themselves. And they did these same things everywhere they moved in. And that, you know, early 19th century, you know, first half of the 19th century. And it's not a defense of Japan, but I do want you to understand. Remember, Japan was so insular for so long. They had that kind of, kind of a feudal samurai system where there's this lord and this, and they were severe people. Very insular. Not, I mean, we're not, we don't need foreigners in here. We are a warrior culture. And so once they advanced, once they woke up, with the, they call it the Meiji Restoration, and decided, uh, we're really backwards here. We need to, we need to advance technologically. We're going to get stumped. And they do that. That was all good, but they couldn't leave so much of that old way behind in so many in so many ways you can explain Japan's history of atrocities in the early, first half of the 20th century you can explain it as this Japan advanced technologically but because they were so insular they couldn't for some reason catch up to the fact the world did not conduct itself in that way anymore Japan may have technologically caught up with everybody else, but I don't know if you want to call it morally. I don't know if that's even the right word you want to use, but in other ways, Japan was still back in the 1700s. 
1600s. An era where all these things Japan did, nobody really would have batted an eye. You understand that these, what I just described happening to that American soldier, actually Marine, what I described, some of the things they did to Korea, it sounds horrific, and it is horrific. I'm not saying it's not. It sounds horrific, but it sounds horrific through the lens of, uh, this is 1944? What's wrong with you? If you were to tell somebody in the year 1744 that Japan captured somebody and cut out his eyes and his ears and his genitals and broke his arms, they wouldn't be thrilled, but they'd be, well, yeah, it's combat. You understand what I mean? In so many ways, they stayed old. And it really, really, really set them back. It really set them back. And so now they have a Korea problem. And now World War II rolls around. It's about to be our problem. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You need a good night's sleep tonight. You need one tomorrow night. You need one the night after that. You need one the night after that. That's why you need an ebb sleep. I have told you about this several times now. And I'm glad I'm finally starting to get the feedback from people that see what I've been talking about. Look, it actually goes after the reason you can't sleep. Because... uh, we like to convince ourselves that there's no reason. Everybody did. Look, I just, my mind was busy. People, it's always busy. There's always a new concern. Have you looked at the news? There's never a shortage of things you have to be worried about out there. Get an ebb sleep because it actually targets those racing thoughts that go through your head and keep you awake. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb. Dot com slash Jesse and use the promo code Jesse at checkout. Get you 25 bucks off. Go get a neb sleep. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. Japan trying to wipe out Korea, period. Trying to make sure there is no Korea. And then World War II breaks out. And remember, Korea suffered under the worst of this for 35 years. It wasn't, you know, well, man, remember that six months? That sucked. Imagine the damage you could do if you wanted to and you were an imperialistic regime, and you wanted to wipe out somebody's culture, imagine the damage you could do in 35 years. Imagine the existence of somebody born at the beginning of that. What your whole life would be like. Your whole life. Now, World War II breaks out. We win it. USA, baby. And gosh, we did we blow it at the end. World War II is a funny bird. Completely shaped how the modern world is. 
in World War II, we needed the Soviet Union. It's probably more accurate, to be honest, to say the Soviet Union needed us. But here's the truth. This was a European war that did not involve us. It didn't, frankly, really involve the Soviet Union that much. They split Poland. Them in Germany, they had a nice spit roast of Poland. And that was that. That was that. Hitler takes Poland. Hitler takes France. Woo, we're good. And then the Nazis invade the Soviet Union. And really that was, gosh, in in more ways than one, that was the worst thing that ever happened. Because when the Nazis invaded the Soviet Union, one, it killed Oh, geez, 20 million Russians to this day? We don't know. That's not a made-up number. A lot of people think that number is on the low end. 20, 30, 40 million Russians gone. Obviously, killed a bunch of Nazis. Nobody's shedding any tears for them. However, when the Soviets turned around and reinvaded Germany, that was not good. That was supposed to be some of the worst war crimes we've ever seen as a bunch of angry vengeful, often drunk Soviet troops stormed their way back through Germany to take revenge for the invasion of their home country, and they took revenge in some really, really, really ugly ways that I'm not even going to say on this show. Let's just say you did not want to be a, well, anyone in their path. Definitely not a lady or a child. It was really, really bad. The Holocaust. You know that Holocaust thing? Maybe you've heard about it. Six million Jews, several others executed. That that all came after the invasion of Russia. Did you know that? Oh, don't get me wrong. There was massive Jewish, Jewish oppression, putting them in ghettos. There were certainly plenty of Jews killed. The Nazis were evil. Nazis were horrible. But this mass extermination, they didn't fire that up. Until the whole Soviet thing. And the end of the war. The end game. And boy was this guy ahead of his time. Winston Churchill absolutely knew that Stalin was every bit as bad as Hitler. He knew how dangerous and aggressive leftism or communism in this case is. He warned everybody repeatedly about it. And FDR, I mean, let's be honest, FDR, hard, hard lefty, did not view Stalin and communism as being the end of the world. He just certainly was no communist. He would, he would yell about communism, but FDR didn't view it as that bad. He didn't view it as that bad. I mean, it's, I mean, that's, that's, we don't want to be like that. That's, 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 that's really bad. But I mean, they do make some good points. That was FDR. It was a major division between him and Churchill. Remember, I did a show on this one. She'll probably do another one one time. 
Churchill did not want the Soviets to be the ones to take Berlin, not out of pride, because he knew, he warned repeatedly, told FDR, uh, they're not just going to give it back, bro. All this Europe that Stalin's storming through, they're not giving that back. They're going to stay. And FDR's all, wow, no, they're not. I'm sure it's fine. We took our troops instead of shooting straight up from Italy into Berlin. We, as in FDR, made the decision. I'll go over it again sometime. To send our troops west. We landed, took some completely meaningless place that ended up doing absolutely nothing. We allowed the Soviets to storm into Berlin. Did you know that? We made that conscious decision. It wasn't some, you know, race we lost. We decided, ah, just, it's fine. And so post, post World War II, what do we have? It wasn't just Europe. The Soviets decided, you know what? The weather's nice here. I think we'll stay. It was Korea. We decided, obviously, Japan, uh, yeah, you're yeah, you're going to have to go back home now. Korea is going to be its own country. And what did the Soviets do? The Soviets said, whoa, um, well, Korea is not just going to be free. We're, you're at least going to give us the northern part of it. And Kim Il-sung Soon, I should say. Kim Il-sung was obviously a Korean. He had fought with the guerrilla fighters against the Japanese. He then went and fought with the Soviets and was a huge admirer, huge admirer of Joseph Stalin. And finally, Stalin realizes this guy, we might be able to do something here with him. And they... They set up a North Korea, and America let them do it. Okay, well, look, there's this 38th parallel. We'll take everything south of it. You take everything north of it. See? See how fair that is? We're the reason there's a North Korea. And Kim Il-sung is set up as chairman. Yes, he's of that Kim family, by the way. And immediately, immediately begins aggressively oppressing his people, the people he had fought his entire life to, quote unquote, liberate from Japan. Now, try to picture that if you're in North Korea, no matter your age, young or old, you've lived all or most of your life under oppressive Japanese people. And now you finally get, quote, liberated after World War II. You have your own North Korea back and in steps this dictator. And one of the first things he does, as all the commies do, is start imprisoning and executing the intellectuals. And he starts propaganda uh, channels and campaigns. He had one radio station in North Korea And you weren't allowed to turn it off. If they stopped by your home, it had to be that station playing. And, oh, that station was just all his speeches on repeat. But wait. 
There's more. takes over North Korea, decides, you know, I'd like to invade South Korea. Now, remember, he is only in charge of North Korea right now because the Soviets wanted him in charge. So Kim Il-sung takes a little trip up to Russia and says, hey, Stalin, I would, uh, I would love, love to invade South Korea right now. And he does. He invades South Korea. And because he's, you know, he's the one who really began that, that North Korea you know today. It's all about the military. They're either growing turnips or they're growing missiles, baby. That's what they do in North Korea. And he learned that from Stalin. Grow a powerful, powerful military. And they kicked the crap out of the South Koreans almost immediately. We had virtually no troops there. We had pulled them out. We deemed the place, you know, not, not military is militarily essential. They storm through South Korea. The South Koreans are almost beaten like right away. We roll in the old Navy and air force and we handle that problem. We roll in the Navy and air force We start bombing them. We carpet bomb that place for years. We dropped more bombs on North Korea than we did on Japan in World War II. We land troops there. This is obviously the Korean War. There are some bloody battles, but we almost immediately push these sorry North Koreans way back, not only across their line, back up into the corner of their country. So now we've gone from the southern border of South Korea, almost defeated, to the northern border of North Korea, almost defeated, and the North Korean army is wiped out because they suck. And then, freaking Mao and Stalin decide, well, we certainly can't have the cause of freedom getting any W's out here. So Mao just starts handing over troops to Kim Il-sung to fight with. And I don't mean hands him five or 10,000. I mean, hands him troops by the hundreds of thousands, 250,000 to be specific right off the bat. And Stalin, the Koreans didn't have any air power. Stalin starts sending him planes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Korea went down. Now, you know how it ends. It ends in a gigantic stalemate. You have your North Korea. We'll leave South Korea. It ends with North Korea in ruins. When I say we bombed that place back to the Stone Age, we bombed it back to the Stone Age. 
And it ends up being an opportunity for Kim Il-sung to remake the country and make himself a hero. Mao gets really mad at Kim Il-sung because Kim Il-sung is a psychopath like everyone in the Kim family and decides that he is going to take credit for having won the Korean War to this day. To this day, the only celebration they have as far as militarily goes in, in North Korea, as far as battles, wars, is the Korean War, because it's the only battle really in their history they have it listed as having fought, and they celebrate it because it is how they defeated the Americans after we invaded North Korea. I'm not making that up. That's what they celebrate. They say America invaded North Korea. They, in fact, have the murals up to this day. Remember how I said they bombed it back to the Stone Age? He rebuilt, immediately launched into the propaganda. Again, he learned that from Stalin and began building big murals all over the country depicting American troops invading North Korea and him fighting off the Americans. And the rift between him and Mao came when he didn't give Mao any credit at all. (laughs) I don't know why that's always made me laugh, probably because I hate them both so much. But Kim's all, hey, man, I really kicked some butt and took some names here. Mao says, "Uh, I, I sent you everyone. And Kim's like, who, this is a new phone. Who is this? I don't recognize the number. In fact, Mao tried to stage a coup with some people in North Korea and get Kim Il-sung bounced out of power, killed. Kim finds out about it, stops it. Mao decides it's not worth it, has his own problems, moves right along. Kim Il-sung builds hospitals and schools. Kim Il-sung builds the gulags. Remember who he learned all this from? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you have North Korea today. That's why we have a North Korea problem today. You see, here is the issue with freedom. Here's the problem with freedom. Classical liberalism, conservatism, the concept in general, here's its, here's its only problem. Well, probably not only, but here's its main problem. It is a defensive only ideology. It does not play offense. Communism while it's probably the most evil ideology in the history of the world, does have one thing going for it. It always plays offense. They are never on their heels. They are constantly advancing, whether it be inch by inch or mile by mile. When World War II ends and we are deciding on Korea, communists would never even consider giving us the entire country. It was the obvious move to say, no, how about you can't have any of Korea because that's horrific. We gave, not just us, all all the allies, we gave half of Korea to the commies. We handed it to them. 
because we don't play offense. We play defense. Uh, Well, now we're going to have to have a Korean War. Okay, well, look, we'll stop at the 38th parallel, which that was the right move. We weren't going to take on all of communist China and Russia, but still, you see what I mean. We didn't take anything. We defended and moved along. And now we have a madman in North Korea with nuclear weapons. But this isn't about North Korea. It's not. This is about Twitter. This is about Facebook. This is about YouTube. This is about the online era we live in now. I understand you may be a bit older, maybe not a social media user, maybe not much of an online person, totally fine. I promise you I'm going to get to a point in my life where I'm like, "Eh, I'm not learning anything new. I'm good. I'll tell you now, there's a new app out every day with a new thing here. Have you heard of of Snapchat? Have you heard of TikTok? Have you heard all these things? And I've already decided I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I I can't have a thousand different social media sites. So if that's you, that's fine. I get that. But also get this. Just because you have decided you're not doing it does not mean the world has decided that same thing. This online world is not going away. It is gigantic. Gigantic. And the people who control it, the people who own it to their credit, They're virtually all hard lefties, all of them. They all grew up in the American education system. Let's be frank. The American education system does not raise people who love America. That's not what it does. They go to America-hating high schools and America-hating colleges, and these people graduate into the world with a worldview. Hang on a sec. Delta Rescue has been saving animals for 40 years. 40 years. I haven't done anything for 40 years. I haven't been alive for 40 years. Delta Rescue has been out there saving animals. They run the largest no-kill and care-for-life animal sanctuary in the world. They've been doing it so long and doing it so well, they actually actually made a documentary called The Rescuer about Leo Grillo and his epic tale of saving 21 abandoned dogs in the wilderness. And isn't that ridiculous? 21 abandoned dogs? Who just tosses dogs out the side of the road like that? Apparently, it's a major problem. And I love that Delta Rescue is trying to solve that problem. Good for them. Go get involved. It's a wonderful, wonderful organization. Go to deltarescue.org slash jesse. That's deltarescue.org slash jesse. These guys start these social media companies. They become humongous. They become part of everything people use. It's still a private company. Still 
owned by either Twitter, their shareholders, so on and so forth. But we have a problem. They're all lefties. And now, as we're about to find out today, they're censoring conservatives a lot. And the president is about to push back. President Trump, executive order, regulating social media. Now, the second I heard an executive order regulating social media, here was my first thought. Uh, That's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. Uh, It's not because I don't want things to be more fair on social media. I do. But... The lefties are now going to get into power again one day. You realize that, right? And they're going to use that power in the same way we are. Government needs to be small, not just controlled by our guys. However, this is one of those issues, one of the rare issues I'm a bit conflicted on. Because what did I just do? I opened up the entire show talking about Korea, talking about how you have to play offense, you can't only play defense, we can't only play defense, we can't only play defense, and now I don't want conservatives, I don't want Republicans, I don't want Trump to regulate Twitter. So I just walked into my own trap, didn't I? What does offense mean? What does playing offense politically mean? Right? Do you see the issue? Because here's what we do. And if you're instinctively, well, no, you can't regulate social media. You shouldn't regulate social media. That's where I am. All right? So you and I, we're right there. But then, okay, so we allow the lefties to control the airwaves and seize control of the one major area where conservatives still have a huge voice? How long do we, well, we sure can't fill in the blank until the lefties own everything. I'd love to, I'd love to do this, but I can't. Well, that's the, that's okay in principle, but the truth is, and this is it. You ready? The truth is you have to do that thing people say you should never do sometimes and that's set aside your principles in order to achieve your goals sometimes you have to set aside your principles in order to achieve your goals the romans were famous for this what was rome before the caesars and all that it was a it was a republic right the rule of law senators the people have representation here i mean Not that much representation, but you know what I'm talking about. We are not ruled by kings here. We are Rome. Uh, Until there was a war. As soon as there was a war, they would appoint a man. Oftentimes, they would appoint a man, one man, to be dictator in charge of everything. Setting aside every single thing they believe in, every single thing they, they stood for, Until the war was won, then he goes away, back to being a republic again. 
It is time to acknowledge that while if you if you have a philosophy of small government, as I do, you have the right philosophy. You are correct. However, it would be painfully naive and frankly extremely arrogant to think your philosophy and my philosophy is equipped to tackle any problem we face as a society. It's simply not. Let's be honest. It's simply not. You have a situation now in the United States of America where all of our media, I mean, 95% of our media, 95% of our federal government workers, 95% of Hollywood, and our entire public education system is completely controlled by the leftists. We now have a situation where it's social media that we've completely lost control of, and now they're actively censoring or correcting the president of the United States of America when he brings up the potential fraud with mail-in ballots, which is something virtually everybody acknowledges happens. We know that happens. It's not even a controversial statement. What if... What if it's time to set what you and I believe aside? And I'm not even sure I want to do that. I'm not even sure I believe that. Chris, am I am I crazy? Even Chris, Chris agrees with me. Chris is a small government guy like me, and even he's nodding his head. Maybe we have to acknowledge at this time, we have to set things aside for a moment. Hang on. Stop putting adult-sized masks on your kid. Everyone can tell. I know you've convinced yourself that people can't tell. We can tell. All right? The face mask is down to your kid's chest, for Pete's sake. We can tell. Boomer Naturals has adult-sized face masks. They have kid-sized face masks as well. And they have plenty of other natural products there. Don't we all... On some level, put too many man-made chemicals in our body. It's time to start going more natural, and Boomer Naturals has that for you. Go to BoomerNaturals.com right now and listen. Just check out what they have. I'm not telling you to buy the whole store. Check out what they have and go see how many things will improve your life. Go to BoomerNaturals.com. That's BoomerNaturals.com. And don't forget to use the promo code JESSE20 at checkout. Gets you 20% off. I don't like what I'm saying right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, the sound of my own voice is wonderful. And I just could listen to me all day long. <laughs> but I don't like having to acknowledge. It's not easy, right? I don't want to have too much pride, but I also don't want to admit sometimes I'm wrong. I don't like to acknowledge in certain circumstances what I believe isn't good enough. In certain circumstances, maybe freedom isn't the best call. 
Is that a terrible thing to say? It sounds like a terrible thing to say. I'm uncomfortable with myself. But how long do we freedom, air fingers quote freedom, when we are being run out of the public square? You cannot only play defense, especially against somebody who only plays offense. That story ends one way. All right. We got a lot. I'm about to make everybody mad when it comes to this Minnesota shooting or Minnesota killing. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.
The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, U.S. service members and first responders who die or are catastrophically injured in the line of duty and homeless veterans. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us by the men and women who risked their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs walks and climbs a year and dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about America's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.